the Divine Comedy in Mastermind, and we start out with John Martin from his uh, posthumous album, and I could have told you before I met you. It's uh, 16 minutes past eight, the Full English Breakfast Show. Now Queen Sarah, a search has begun to find a monarch to run a remote island and a 300-year-old pub off the coast in Cumbria. Perfect. Sounds like you. Yeah. A partnership organisation stepped in to run the ship in on Peel Island in July after the previous publican left. Applicants can now apply for a 10-year lease to run the pub and manage the island, which features a ruined 14th-century castle and a campsite. Could just see you managing the campsite, sir. Uh, Barrow Borough Council said the person would be crowned by having alcohol poured over their head. <laughs> uh, the council is the custodian of the island, accessible only by ferry, and wants a new operator in place for the summer season. It uh, described Peel Island as a great asset to Cumbria, but warned it was a unique place and any operator needs to appreciate the constraints offered by power and weather. It stated the successful applicant's duties will include maintenance of the ship-in, grounds maintenance of the surrounding area, and management of camping in the toilets and shower block. I'm sure you can find somebody to do that for you. I've never stayed at a campsite, have you? Haven't you? Yes. No, never. Many a time. No. About glamping. Well, yeah, I might be able to do glamping, but yeah, I don't glamping's, do camping. Glamping's it's like camping without all the fuss, you know, yeah. with comfy beds and everything. Uh, uh, the new operator would not be responsible for external urgent repairs to the buildings in Jesse. By the time the successful applicant takes over, there would be a new toilet block and possibly green energy supplies to the pub, said the council. Uh, Peel Island only covers around 50 acres, and uh, the only other buildings are three houses and the ruins of a 14th century castle. Uh, supporters started a petition to save the island off the southern tip of the Furness Peninsula after the previous leaseholders quit. Now, the campaign has called it the jewel in the crown of the area and a vital part of our heritage. On its tourism website, Barrow Council said, one of the most enduring aspects of the ship inn is the tradition of the King and Knights of Peel. Uh, the tradition holds that each new landlord is crowned King of Peel in a ceremony of uncertain origin in which they sit in an ancient chair wearing a helmet and holding a sword while alcohol is poured over their head. <laughs> <laughs> by, the, by the 19th century, it had become an important aspect of the island's history to such an extent that responsibility for looking after the helmets and chair fell within the tenancy agreement. Well, if you do become the Queen of Peel, will you make me a knight? Well, it depends. It would be on your best behaviour. Knight of Peel. <laughs> well, pour alcohol over your head if you don't. The Press Review is brought to you by BMW Cote d'Azur. Uh, starting with The Guardian, Boris Johnson's been accused of targeting the BBC in a desperate attempt to save his own premiership as the Labour leader insisted he'd broken the law by attending lockdown passes and then lying about it. A number of Conservative MPs are said to be poised to demand Johnson's resignation amid anger from constituents over allegations of a party culture in Westminster while coronavirus restrictions were in place. There have been reports that up to 35 of the 54 letters needed to trigger a vote of no confidence are already in, although the actual number is a closely guarded secret. As Downing Street's hopes to find ways to contain the crisis, the Culture Secretary Nadine Doris, one of Johnson's most loyal allies, confirmed on Sunday the BBC licence fee will be abolished in 2027 and the broadcaster's funding will be frozen for the next two years. In this morning's uh, Figaro, a five-year-old girl has died in a ski accident in France. The incident happened in the Haute-Savoie ski station uh, while the girl was taking part in a ski lesson. She was accidentally run over by a man in his 40s who is now in police custody. Uh, the incident happened on Saturday morning and she was taking part in the École de Ski Française ski lesson on the Blue Slope uh, when the she was run over by the man.
the local Germany says the German health minister Karl Lauterbach has warned that Germany faces a high death toll and major impacts on hospital treatments in the current wave of COVID cases with the highly contagious Omicron variants. We're facing very difficult weeks in Germany, he told Bild am Songtang newspaper. We must not lull ourselves into a false sense of security in view of the currently falling hospital numbers, especially, especially in intensive care units. In the Parisian this morning, French presidential candidate Valérie Pécresse has stressed the need for strong European borders. The presidential candidate for the Conservative Republicans' party is seen by many as the most significant challenger to President Emmanuel Macron. BBC World Service News live from London is coming up next. The Press Review, brought to you by BMW, Mies Premium Motors, Bayern Avenue Cannes, BMW Store Monaco and JPV Fréjus. Boost your business with the electrified range by BMW. Find all the BMW business drive offers at your car dealer. Monday morning pop quiz. Certainly is. Question number one. On this day in 1998, this UK girl band scored their number one single... Uh, the song spent 24 weeks in the UK charts and was the first of five number one singles for the London-based girl group. Is it um, All Saints? It is. And the single? Um, never Ever. Correct. Question number two. On this day in 1976, this American singer-songwriter scored his second US number one single with a song written by the Beach Boys' Bruce Johnson. American singer-songwriter, mm-hmm. 1976. Yeah. It's the second US number one. The title of the song suggests otherwise, but it wasn't written by him. It was written by the Beach Boys' Bruce Johnson. The title of the song suggests otherwise? Yes. I didn't write this song. <laughs> no. This song was written by Bruce Johnson. <laughs> uh, we'll take a stab in the dark and say Bruce Springsteen, but it's wrong, No, isn't it? it was Barry Manilow and Barry I Write Manilow. the Songs. And finally, this British singer-songwriter was born on this day in 1956. He scored a number one as a solo artist in 1983 in the UK. Uh, prior to this, he had been part of the street band and also... Paul Young. Yeah, lead singer with Q-Tips. Yeah. And their 1978 UK number 18 single, The Street Band. Well, you want this? You want me to play that it's now? It's up to you. You could have a Paul Young or a... What would you like to hear? Would I don't you like know, to I hear can't decide. That's The Street I've Band or Paul Young? You. <laughs> we'll have Paul Young. Paul Young. Every time you go away. OK. Yeah? Well, I'm not going right right this moment, <laughs> but... Or wherever you, I lay my hat. <laughs> no. No. This one. Riviera Radio. Business. Morning. Good morning. <laughs> Hello. Are you okay? Nice to be with you. You all right? Yeah, got your jammies on again this morning working from home. <laughs> you got uh, shorts and a polo shirt on, as we said, not the pyjamas, but I've been working hard. Lots to get through this morning. Has to be said, it's been a lively 24 hours or so for global financial markets. So hitting, of course, the, uh, the week at a fast pace this morning. A lively weekend, you can say that again. But wearing short, what temperature is it in Cobham? So it's only about two degrees, isn't it? Yeah, fortunately, I'm not doing this outside, I have to say. <laughs> so it's a little bit warmer in the Potts household. It has been very cold. It's been beautiful, actually. Ever those sort of crisp Swiss type days, you know, where it's very cold but blue sun, blue skies and sunshine. So it's actually been quite pleasant in the in the UK over the over the course of the past week. 
got the central heating on uh, full crank, doing your bit for global warming. Exactly right. Mm. Okay, well, it might have been a lively 24 hours on the markets, but it's even been a li- even more lively 24 hours in the British press. And the latest bombshell to drop is that Nadine Doris wants to scrap the BBC. <laughs> yeah, lots going on there. Lots for uh, uh, politicians to get their teeth into, of course. I think it was Operation Big Dog taking place over the course of the weekend, trying to turn around the fortunes of the Prime Minister and the Conservative Party. Lots of policy decisions likely to be announced during the course of this week to... Uh, to show that the government is still in control and got some ideas about where the country should go. That's Operation Red Meat, the policy uh, one. Operation Big Dog is to save Boris's skin, but uh, surely he can't survive this. Apparently 34 letters have gone in already. Uh, What is the number you're looking for? 55, 56? Uh, Is that the number? 54, I think it is, yeah. Okay. Hmm. This is to the 1922 committee, which would force a leadership uh, battle potentially to play out, which Boris, of course, could would stand, could stand and uh, could still potentially win. Well, I mean, he could he could survive a vote of no confidence within the um, parliamentary Conservative Party if he gets 180 MPs to back him. If he loses that, then he can't stand in the election contest after that. So. Okay. Right. Mm. OK, well, um, the markets, as you said, uh, there's a mixed bag on Wall Street on Friday. It's closed today for Martin Luther King Day. But, uh, you know, it's uh, interest rates, uh, consumer numbers and, uh, and inflation still rattling uh, investors. Yeah, I think that's right. And that's been showing itself in terms of volatility. It was another volatile week for XC markets, specifically for the technology sector as investors continue to assess whether the rotation trade has further legs. A late turnaround on Friday helped to limit the losses on Wall Street, but the major benchmark still closed in negative territory for the week. The S&P 500, the Nasdaq was down three tenths of one percent over the course of the five trading days. The Nasdaq has actually fallen for three straight weeks now. In Europe, Stock 600 was also down. It fell 1%, its biggest weekly decline since November the 26th. Hawkish rhetoric from JP Morgan boss pushed Treasury yields higher on Friday. Jamie Dimon forecast seven hikes by the Federal Reserve, although like all good forecasters, failed to say over what time frame. Ten-year Treasury yield has risen for four consecutive weeks and finished at 1.78%. Did you go to Wimbledon last year? <laughs> no, I can't say I did, to be honest with you. But uh, some other people probably wish that they didn't either. Credit Suisse chairman Antonio Horta Asario has resigned this morning. This is after breaking COVID-19 quarantine rules. His departure comes just nine months into the job. Ironically, of course, he was brought in to uh, steady the bank and fix its reputation following the fallout from the collapse of Arcagos and the Greens Hill capital debacle where they lost billions of dollars. Plus the exit, of course, of CEO Tijan Thiam after the spying scandal. The decision to resign follows an investigation by the board into reports that he broke COVID rules twice during the course of last year. Under his leadership, Credit Suisse has been reigning in its investment banking operations and seeking to change its culture. He will be replaced by board member Axel Lehman, who was at UBS, I think, for 10 years. He was two decades at Zurich Insurance Group, so certainly an experienced hand taking over there. Could uh, he not have said that he was uh, at a work event? Uh, I think he was going, well, it's not for me to comment on that. uh, His decision has been made and he's left the bank, so let's leave it there. Right, so perhaps more importantly, numbers in from China today. 
Yes, we've had the latest figures coming in from China that showed the economy there slowed in the fourth quarter to 4% year on year, which was head of uh, the 3.6% forecast, but the weakest pace since the second quarter 2020 and down on the 4.9 registered in the third quarter. China's growth profile has been coming under pressure from a range of factors, including the slump in the property market, energy shortages, the regulatory crackdown, and perhaps equally important, it's zero COVID strategy, which has been impacting domestic consumption levels. If you look at property investment, it dropped 14% year on year in December. Retail sales in December only rose 1.7%. That compares to 3.9% in November. While other central banks, of course, are hiking rates to combat inflation, People's Bank of China surprised the markets by cutting the cost of medium-term loans for the first time since April 2020. They also cut its seven-day reverse repo rate. In terms of the outlook for this year, the two main drivers, property and exports, we expect to continue to slow down, only looking at a modest recovery in terms of consumption to look for growth, I think, to moderate quite dramatically during the course of this year. They registered 1.8, sorry, 8.1% growth in 2021. We think that'll be down to 4.7% this year. Economists are therefore anticipating more support to come in the form of both monetary and fiscal measures. And uh, we're all starting to feel the pain of the pumps, aren't we? Uh, Brent, another 0.5% rise this morning. And uh, I filled, well, it didn't fill up, I only put half a tank in on Friday and it cost nearly 50 euros. It's daylight robbery. It's, it's really expensive. I tell you, when I went to fill up my car, when you, when you put your card in uh, uh, the pumps, it, it, it only gives you a limit of £99, I think, which is not enough to fill the car up, quite frankly, yeah. these days. You, UK prices... <laughs> <laughs> £1.50 a, a litre is uh, is no fun, as you say, to fill the car up. Crude prices have been rising on expectations that we will see that recovery in demand continuing to push through during the course of this year. While supply still remains relatively constrained, OPEC Plus have agreed to increase production levels uh, with another 400,000 barrels coming onto the market in February. But there are concerns around other OPEC members not being able to achieve those official output targets, particularly the likes of Nigeria and Angola, Libya. There's been disruption there as well. So some concerns that you will look at a supply and demand imbalance that will keep oil prices elevated during the course of this year. Maybe it's time to switch to electric. Is that the, uh, the limit on the UK card? 99 quid is that standard, is it? Uh, £99, that's enough. Uh, where, where I go, I mean, uh, you know, I'm sure I'm sure there's uh, other places that you can... Uh, do. I, I think if you go in and pay, then you can oh, obviously okay. have more, but at, at the pump, I think it's that. Otherwise, you should ask uh, Uncle Barclay to up your credit limit, you know, because it's 99 <laughs> quid doesn't go a long way these days, does it? This is true. We don't all have the same spending power as, as you do, though, to be fair. It's €140 Euros the limit here, I think. Hmm. Yeah. There you go. So there's not a great deal of difference in it. Uh, foreign exchanges, please. Pound against dollar coming in at 136.5 this morning. Euro dollar coming in at 114. You're going to get 1 euro 19 cents for your British pound this morning. Right, I'll let you get back and uh, watch the next episode of Pepper Pig then. <laughs> Have a good day. Talk to you tomorrow, Hank Potts and Barclays. Three minutes to nine. See on FM and DAB Plus across the Côte d'Azur, on your phone and worldwide online. This is Riviera Radio with the latest local news for the south of France. Sarah Lysa has the top stories across the Riviera.
The French Parliament has adopted the new bill introducing the vaccination pass in France. A final vote on Sunday saw the bill voted in by 215 votes in favour and 58 against. The government would like to see the pass come into force as soon as possible. It's likely to be implemented from next weekend. As some 300,000 new cases of Covid have been recorded on a daily average over the last week in France, the vaccination pass will mean that it will be necessary to justify your vaccination status in order to access leisure activities, restaurants, bars and public transport. A negative test will no longer be enough except to access health facilities and services. Meanwhile, thousands demonstrated in cities across France on Saturday against the vaccination pass, with the turnout being significantly lower than the previous weekend's demonstrations. That's according to official estimates. From today, employees in Monaco working in key positions in companies whose business continuity is considered essential will have to present a health pass. Two passes are valid in the Principality, the European Health Pass and the Monegasque Safe Pass. A negative test, PCR or antigenic, of less than 72 hours will also be accepted. The objective is to ensure that the epidemic rebound does not disrupt services essential to the functioning of the Principality of Monaco. Among the other measures already in place, the government has reduced the duration of isolation from 10 to 7 days and groups in restaurants are limited to 8, with the spacing between tables also increased. 146 new cases of COVID were identified in Monaco on Sunday, bringing the total number of residents affected to 6,756. 38 people are currently in hospital and 340 are being followed by the Home Monitoring Centre. In other news this Monday morning, a man has been shot dead and another wounded in Montpellier. In circumstances still unknown to police, emergency services intervened on Sunday morning shortly after 5am in the district of Pré-Ariane, south of Montpellier. One of the victims in his 40s died on the spot from his injuries, while the other was hospitalised. An investigation is underway. Two men aged 27 and 64 have been charged for kidnapping and raping a 14-year-old girl in Marseille. The girl, who was on the run at the time, had contacted her family, saying she had been kidnapped and raped several times. Police in Marseille managed to locate the victim thanks to the geolocation of her mobile phone on Snapchat as well as exchanges on Instagram. The investigation continues. France's teaching union has called for further strike action this Thursday, the 20th of January. The announcement, made on Sunday, called for action against the government's handling of the health protocol for French schools uh, due to Covid and comes just a few days after national action uh, was held last Thursday, January the 13th. Uh, the call comes as unions claim that the government is, government is taking too long to act on urgent issues such as the baccalaureate exam and the provision of CO2 sensors in classrooms. France's former minister, Christiane Taubira, has officially launched her bid for April presidential elections during a rally for the Union of the Left in Lyon. The former minister under Socialist President François Hollande told supporters in Lyon at the official launch of her campaign, I'm committing myself here before you because I share your aspiration for another kind of government. Taubira promised to fight her for higher wages, better conditions for school pupils and students, the health service and environmental protection. And meanwhile, the mayor of Nice, Chris Nistrosi, has announced that he will be running for a fourth term. Nistrosi confirmed that 2022 will be the year of continuity and that his third term will probably not be the last. 
Riviera Radio, Sports News. Tennis Australian Open's underway in Melbourne with Novak without Novak Djokovic, who's been deported for breaching visa regulations. On court, Naomi Osaka of Japan started the defence of her title strongly with a straight sets whenever Camila Osario of Colombia and Sebastian Corda's beaten Cameron Norrie of Great Britain. The tournament's being overshadowed by the Djokovic saga, with the world number one being deported on Sunday and unable to defend his title. The Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison has hinted the player could return to the country sooner than the three years visa ban imposed on him if conditions are right. Football, there were two games in the English Premier League on Sunday and Rafa is out on his ear. Uh, here will be the details from BBC Sports as soon as I can bring up the right sound file, which is now. BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football. Hello, I'm Paul Serres of the BBC Sports Centre. Rafael Benitez has been sacked as manager of Premier League side Everton after less than seven months in charge. Everton appointed the former Liverpool manager in June. Saturday's 2-1 defeat to Norwich City means the club have won only one of their last 13 league games and sit 16th in the table, six points above the relegation places. The club say an update on a permanent replacement will be made in due course. On the pitch, Liverpool are up to second in the table after beating Brentford 3-0 at Anfield with goals from Fabinho, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain and Takumi Minamino. It was the first time since May 2017 that Liverpool had lined up without either Mohamed Salah or Sadio Mane for a Premier League match. Both are away at the Africa Cup of Nations. Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp was delighted that Oxlade-Chamberlain performed so well in their place. What a wonderful goal, how he took the position today, didn't play now I don't know if he ever played it for us at least, and did really, really well. Used his speed and then here the, the nice header, the second post. I liked a lot. Liverpool are 11 points behind the leaders Manchester City with a game in hand. In the day's other Premier League match, Jack Harrison claimed his first career hat-trick to fire Leeds United to a 3-2 win at West Ham. Leeds are up to 15th, nine points outside the relegation zone. A memorable day for the match winner, Harrison. Yeah, it's an amazing feeling. I'm just really happy to have helped to help the team out today in a, a really tough match. Different sorts of goals, weren't they? Accomplished finish, and then the little, the little poacher's goal in between the second one. He mm -hmm. came ghosted in from behind. Yeah, yeah, we've been working on that um, in set pieces. It's a role that I have to fulfil, and uh, yeah, fortunately for for us today, it went in. Now, for more football news from the BBC, go to bbc.com/football. BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football. A hat-trick for Harrison, eh? You started jumping up and down then. Yeah, well, I mean, it's nearly <laughs> late for the show this morning, you know, all that excitement. Uh, so, yeah, Chelsea's title challenge is uh, over, I think. Liverpool doing the business yesterday, but can anyone catch Manchester City? I don't doubt Doesn't it. look like it, does it? I mean, you can't legislate for uh, the brilliance of Kevin De Bruyne. That goal he scored against Chelsea was absolutely superb. And as we were saying on Friday, one more defeat. Looks like uh, that would be it for Rafa. It certainly is. Adios. Yeah. Back to Spain. Mm. Uh, in the English Championship on Sunday, Stoke were 2-0 winners at Hull City. Cricket, Joe Root has said he wants to remain as England captain despite the 4-0 Ashes defeat to Australia. England capitulated in the familiar style on the fifth and final uh, test in Hobart after being bowled out for just 124 in their second innings after they'd battled their way back into the match with a good bowling display. Root says he thinks he's the right man to take the team forward, but if the decision is taken out of his hands... 
then so be it. Should put you in charge. You wouldn't take any nonsense, would you? No. No. And in Rugby Union, there were four games in the European Champions Cup on Sunday. In Pool A, Leinster crushed Montpellier 87-7, while Northampton lost 24-20 at home to Ulster, and Claremont Auvergne beat Sale 25-19. In Pool B, Bordeaux Begle beat Scarlets 45-10. Here's the marine weather forecast for coastal areas up to 20 miles offshore the Almara Sea in the VAR. The general situation, high pressure, 1,024 millibars over the Côte d'Azur. Winds are variable, force 1 to 3. The sea is calm, visibility is good. Barometric pressure at saint jean cap 1,024 millibars. And the outlook for Tuesday, partially cloudy, force 1 to 3 variable winds, calm seas and good visibility. For North Corsica, winds are variable, force 2 to 4, the sea is slight, visibility is good, barometric pressure at Cap Corse, 1,025 millibars, and the outlook for Tuesday, clear skies, force 1 to 3, variable winds, calm seas, and good visibility. Riviera Radio, weather. Clear skies again with light variable winds, temperatures 13 to 15 degrees, overnight lows 3 to 6 degrees on the coast, minus 2 degrees inland with clear skies. Tuesday and Wednesday mainly fine, highs of 12 to 15 degrees. Finally. Lockdown has led to millions more Britons putting their health at risk by drinking up to 50 units of alcohol a week. It's the latest sign that shutting down society has had a damaging knock-on effect. Research found that the number of Britons whose drinking puts them at risk jumped to 8 million in October of last year. That's a rise from 6 million in October 2019. About 5.5 million men drank an increasing or higher risk levels in the three months to the end of October. That's up from 4 million in February 2020. And among women, the figure was 2.3 million, up from 1.6 million in 2020. The NHS recommends adults consume no more than 14 units of alcohol per week. One measure of spirits is one unit. A pint of lower strength lager is two units. And a large glass of wine is three. Thank you, Dr Lysa. That's nearly a pint a day, though. What? That's not bad. 14 units. A pint a day? Yeah. Well, it is a pint a day, isn't it, if it's two units? But yeah. Do you often just have just the one pint, do you? Always. <laughs> yeah. I was reading something yesterday saying that it's a particular problem for the baby boomer generation. People born, I think, is it 1948 to 1964? Because uh, they were sort of brought up in a kind of more permissive society, mm-hmm. in adversity commas, and uh, a lot of them are sort of uh, knocking it back like there's no tomorrow, and there probably won't be if they carry on. Uh, you're up to date. The news is on the website, radio.mc. 90 minutes to eight. With Tom